It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the logos, and much more. Now, here's Mike Adams 2.0. Presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Happy 4th of July. Have a great weekend. Be safe. This is one of the funnest weekends in America, right? Because we celebrate the birthday, July 4th. And make sure you are safe when you light those fireworks. Where do I start today is what I ask myself. We usually do fact or fiction. And then I said, Mike, it's one of those days where pick a subject matter and go. And I want to start with college football, right? And then I'm going to get to NBA free agency, and then I'm going to see where else I go. Go is the word today, and the Go-Go's didn't make my top 100 list, although I'm a big fan. So USC and UCLA decide to join the Big Ten Conference. Now, for those of you who know me, you know sometimes I can become perplexed. I said to myself, USC football, people forgot about how good they are because they haven't been that good. UCLA basketball at one time had a dynasty under Wooden. Then they won one with Herrick, and they haven't won one since. But two dominant schools... When it comes to sports. Now, why join the Big Ten, you ask yourself, right? Because the SEC only became stronger by adding Texas and Oklahoma. I get it. You want to keep up. But what doesn't make sense to me is that they joined the Big Ten. And let me tell you why. It wouldn't have made sense to me either if they joined the SEC. I get why they did it. I understand the power conferences. But it just doesn't, it's not going to feel right. SC is not used to playing in the snow every weekend. And neither is UCLA, and I'm staying on football. Think about the majority of SC games. There's no snow. They're a running back, quarterback, traditional school at SC. Right? Marcus Allen. Reggie Bush. Think of all the quarterbacks that went there. Carson Palmer. I can go on and on. My point is, now you're going to go play at the Ohio State. Could be snowing. You're going to go play at Michigan. Possibility of snow. And you may be saying, snow's the factor, Mike? No, it's not. What I'm getting at, when you're used to playing Arizona... Arizona State, yeah, Colorado once in a while may have some snow. Oregon, Oregon State, Stanford, right? It just doesn't make sense. (coughs) Now let's look at basketball. Big Ten is a power conference. I thought the Pac-12 did well too. And what happens to the Pac-12 now that the two biggest stars are gone? 
similar to Oklahoma and Texas leaving, what happens? Well, you can try to merge another conference, I guess. Or who do you add to the Pac-12? And do you add anybody in the Pac-12? If Oklahoma and Texas were going to leave, and then UCLA and USC were going to leave, those are four powerful teams. Four powerful entities that may have impressed upon others to join and form their own league. I think we know where this is going. There'll be about 40 teams vying for the national championship. Maybe 40. It'll be the same four as it is every year. Clemson, Bama, Georgia. (coughs) Maybe Michigan. The Ohio State. And then insert a Cincinnati every once in a while. Just doesn't make sense to me, college football now. I always thought it was fun. And, you know, when New Mexico State goes and plays Alabama, there's a reason for it. That way the football program can be a football program for the other 11 games. It's going to come down to three conferences. ACC, SEC, and the Big Ten. The rest, they're going to have to do something else. When I'm talking college football right now, they're going to have to do something else. And interestingly enough, with 68 teams vying for the national championship in basketball in the final four, the first four, and there's a golf tournament today, somebody may yell, four! My point is this. Every year there's a Cinderella, a George Mason, a Butler, you can't, a Davidson. You can't wait to watch. But it's the same power schools that win it every year. Every single year a power school wins. Go to the history books. For those of you who keep score at home, all your national champions have been from a power school and and Cinderella gets to show up every once in a while, but they never win it. So college football, college basketball, SC, UCLA, two storied programs in sports are now going to be in the Big Ten Conference. Now let's get to the NBA. Free agency. I, I never, I don't understand, but I do. And the one thing I took away more so than anything during free agency is how much money that they're paying basketball players. They deserve it. Russell Westbrook, $47 million per year. He deserves it. But if you're giving Westbrook 47 should Giannis maybe be getting 55 How much should Steph really be making? Like, how much should Steph Curry really be making right now? 75 <coughs> Like, why can't you renegotiate your contract after a championship? Two, three-year deal. Four-year deal, opt-in a fifth. How come no one's cut a deal that I want to renegotiate every year? Steph Curry right now, 
would be worth $75, $80 million per year. For sure. Where would that put Jason Tatum, right? Had a great run. He's probably 45, 50 right now. I want to see the player, and I know there's rules. I I get it. Everybody's going to tell me when they talk to me, Mike, there's rules in the NBA. There's the players associate. I get it. I'm just saying, I want to see the guy who negotiates the contract that I want to renegotiate every year. Well, Mike, there's luxury tax, and then that won't stabilize the team's money. I get it. If a team only has $200 million and he renegotiates, they'll put him over the cap. Okay. But who would be the player that could do that? Of course, LeBron could have done that. Steph could do that. I think Giannis could do that. Look at Harden. Right? If he stays in Philly, they're saying he takes less money to make the team better. I'm okay with that. I mean, I think as you get older, you might say, man. I left $10 million on the table. In the moment, you have enough money. Later, you may say, I could have used that $10 million. But free agency, you know, KD now wants to be traded out of Brooklyn. Okay. But he's, he only wants Miami or Phoenix. Portland has enough money probably to give him. The T-Wolves, Right? But no, I want to go to the Suns or Miami. Okay. That's interesting. And if you're the Suns, who do you give up? DeAndre Ayton and who? Devin Booker and who? And at this stage, would you give up Devin Booker for KD? It's a smart move. I wouldn't want to lose Booker. I think Booker in two years may be the MVP of the league. But if you're trying to win one right now, who do you give up if you're at Miami? Bam? Butler? Do you give them nine draft picks and try to keep the whole team together? Then how do you keep the payroll? See, there's a lot of things that go into this. I'm glad the players get to pick and choose where they want to go. I think it's interesting if, to say nonetheless, you know what? I'll take $50 million and go to the team of my choice. You know what? Give me my 47 and I want to play in Golden State. You know what? I'll take 32 and put me on the Lake Show. Man, that means you're good. So, basketball players deserve the money they make. They entertain us. I think the numbers within five years may top off per year, 75, 80 million. I don't know who these young players are that could... Could John Morant be a $75 million guy? We'll see. I think Giannis, like I said, is right there in that 50-55. Luka, where do you put Luka? 55, right? To get to 75, you got to have that Steph Curry, four rings, still putting up 25 and making it look easy. Good team chemistry. I don't see anybody on Steph Curry's level right now. Now, the other day a question was asked, and I'm not quick to answer because I have to understand the question. See, I've never understood in a question and answer session that someone asks a question and then somebody answers immediately. 
I want to absorb it first. So someone asked me, and I absorbed this question. Is Steph Curry on the Mount Rushmore of the greatest basketball players? I said, that's a great question, so let me understand it correctly. Are you asking me if Steph Curry is one of the four greatest basketball players to ever play the game in the history of basketball? Is that the question? He said, yes. So as I absorbed it, it took me not one minute, not two minutes, but five minutes to think about this. Because I could have said, no, no, he's not there yet. Immediately. Because we think Jordan, we think Kareem, we think Wilt, Kobe, LeBron. Those are our answers right off the top. But he said, Mike, as it started, as I kept contemplating, this wasn't perplexion, this was contemplation. And yes, I know there's a rise in inflation, but that's a whole nother subject matter that we won't get into today. My point is this. Is he one of the four greatest basketball players? I have him at five. I have him at five. He's right there. So if I was going to have a starting five, Steph's on the starting five, but there's only four faces on Mount Rushmore. But he's right there. Now, if he gets five rings, who do you take off Mount Rushmore? So I'm going to give you my Mount Rushmore, and then I want you to think about your Mount Rushmore. He may already be on your Mount Mount Rushmore. But I'm going to say this. My Mount Rushmore is LeBron James. It's Kobe Bryant. It's Magic Johnson. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Four Lakers. That's a hard four to not go with. You might say, Mike, you left Jordan off. You asked me my four on Mount Rushmore. Of course, Jordan's on every Mount Rushmore. My Mount Rushmore consists of four Lakers. And LeBron goes in as a Laker into Mount Rushmore. Now, let's do your traditional Mount Rushmore. Jordan, Kareem, for sure. Then your arguments begin, right? Could be LeBron, could be Kobe, could be Bird. There's there's a ton to choose from. For some, Dr. J. But that's mine. Steph's right there. Tim Duncan should be right there. Tim Duncan is six for me. I just like Steph's game. Duncan did it with such solitude. Went to work every day. That's the working man. Got five rings. Duncan's right there. I just like Steph's game. I like Kobe's game. I like LeBron's game. I like Magic's game. Wasn't a huge fan of Kareem's game, but he's the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. I like Pistol Pete Maravich's game. So... NBA free agency. Is Steph Curry on Mount Rushmore? He's close for me. He's number five. He's number five, a legit five. And I think that I could argue that, even though I don't like to argue. I guess debate is the word. You know, I always wanted to be on the debate team, Sal. 
how he said, you know what, I'm going to try out for the debate team. And I don't know why I didn't. If there's a debate team out there right now looking for people, if you're a part of a debate team right now, I don't know, pick a subject. I think it would be fun, right? There's no razzle. There's no dazzle. But what there is is that you put your point across with facts, right? We can all have opinions, but the statistics, data, and metrics will tell us the answer, and then we can have a debate realistically, not through opinion. So any debate teams out there that are debating politics, debating finance, debating the arts, Man, you know, reach out. So I always thought that would be fun, you know? You may look at it one way. That guy may look at it another. But we're all looking at it. Now let's continue. And where do I go next, you say? I said the same thing. Where do we go next? Well... I think the next subject matter on the books is the National Football League. And interestingly enough, right, here's the most interesting thing right now for me in the National Football League is that there's no clear-cut favorite. There's no clear-cut favorite. Do the Rams repeat? Do the Bengals get back? The Rams won't repeat, and the Bengals don't get back. So who now moves to the forefront? Because there was a lot of movement. You know, somebody had to remind me that Russell Wilson's on the Broncos. Somebody had to remind me that Russell Wilson was on the Broncos. Someone had to remind me that Devontae Adams is a Raider. I'm not saying the Raiders are going to get there. They'll be close this year. They'll be a lot closer. But I think the National Football League champions of 2023 will be none other than the Buffalo Bills. Now, they had four chances at it, right? And I know some of you, the two two against the Cowboys, I mean, you were rooting for the Bills at some point, unless you're a Cowboys fan. You wanted them to get one. And I think this is the year the Bills... Win a championship. And the Bills-Chiefs game of last year may be the best game ever in football history. To watch. To watch. So there you have it. The Buffalo Bills will win the NFL title. USC and UCLA are going to be playing football in the snow a lot more than playing in Arizona and California and Oregon. A lot of rain in Oregon, I hear. But it'll be a little different playing in those stadiums week in and week out. Power conferences, I get them. We're at that point where you're either in the SEC, the ACC, or the Big Ten, period. They've made that a statement. And Steph Curry is close to Mount Rushmore, and basketball players make a lot of money. That's what I wanted to talk about 
You're listening to Mike Adams 2.0 ESPN. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Presented by El Mesquite Market. Bringing cultures together. Welcome back. Mike Adams 2.0 ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Don't forget to listen to all the podcasts on Apple, Spotify. Also go to the Instagram, Mike Adams 2.0. Tell us what you think. And you know what? I was listening to some music yesterday. And the top 100 has not been completed yet. We left off at 58 with Rod Stewart. And then I started to think about, well, what have I been listening to, right? Like, what's been in my iPod? Is there such a thing as an iPod? Yeah, there is. Okay. And this week, I'm just going to give you a little sample of what I was listening to, right? Because it was a wide range of music that I listened to this week. So Lady Gaga, listen to her. I listened to Mary J. Blige's What's the 411 album. I thought that was great. I listened to Little Baby. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Right? I listened to Drake, Jack Harlow, Stevie Nicks. I thought that was pretty eclectic. Right? And then I said to myself, well, who else did I listen to? Well, war's coming in concert soon. You know, I gotta I gotta admit, I've I've done a lot of things in broadcasting. One of my favorites was announcing in the band war at a concert. Man, that was one of my favorite things because they're one of my favorite bands and they made the top one hundred for those of you who are listening. But I found it interesting to see who was in the iPod. So then somebody asked, hey, Mike, what was those concerts for you that you loved, right? And I always say the same thing. Like, I've been asked this question quite often. And my top four concerts of all time, in no particular order, were Jane's Addiction. They made the top 100. You just don't know where they're at yet. At the Palms, great show. Unbelievable show. Sublime in the Rain at the State Fairgrounds via Hispania. Great show. It was raining. Sublime, one of my favorite bands. Just jam session. Mark Anthony, one of the best shows I've ever seen, Mark Anthony. And then Zeppelin. Zeppelin's in my top 100 for those of you wondering. So... That's what's in my iPod and the four greatest concerts because the question was asked. And you can list your greatest concert at the Instagram, Mike Adams 2.0. Tell me what your favorite concert was when you go to the Instagram. So we left off at 58 with Rod Stewart. And I said, do I give him 57 through 50 today? And I thought to myself, no, you know what? I'm having fun with it. Maybe we get to number one by December. But then I started to think, you know, with all this talk of music, maybe I said I should. Also, I have P. Diddy in my iPod as well. I think P. Diddy is great. I really do. Now, I had Drake in the 60s, right? And I'm thinking to myself, that was too low. I should have gone lower with him. Too high, I mean. Right? Because I'm going the opposite way. 
I wasn't going. I'm. He's he he should be top forty, but I'll save that for another list. I'll save it for another list. But instead of giving you fifty-seven through fifty, what I thought I'd do today is give you my top rock bands of all time. So instead of staying with the list, I'm going to change it up. I'm not going to give you 57, 56, 55 through 50 today. But what I thought I'd do is say, okay, the the greatest rock bands of all time. I think the first thing is, are the Rolling Stones rock and roll? Some people say yes. Some people say they're the Rolling Stones. They're everything. But if we're going to keep them in rock and roll, then they get into my rock and roll. But I'm talking rock and roll. Right? So we're just going rock and roll today. So for those of you who say, how did you leave the Rolling Stones off? I just said the Stones are for everybody. And they're in my top 100. Okay? But I'm going to go with Soundgarden. One of my favorite bands. I'm going to break my rusty cage and run. So good of a band, Johnny Cash redid that song, right? Soundgarden's one of my favorite rock and roll bands, okay? The next one I'm going to give you, and for those of you Beatles fans, they fall in the category of the Rolling Stones, so if you hit me up, don't say, Mike, how'd you leave the Beatles off and the Stones off? I would never leave those two off any list, just so you know, but we're talking straight rock and roll, okay? Now, I think this band... Doesn't get enough credit. They're underrated. Okay? And I'm going with Aerosmith. You're going to say, Mike, Aerosmith is underrated? Yes, they are. I think Aerosmith doesn't get the respect the Stones get. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that, Sal. Sal's shaking his head. Said, I agree. Walk this way and talk this way. Yeah, put in an Aerosmith album and tell me that they're not one of your favorite rock and roll bands that is underrated. They're in my top 100. They're in my top 20, just so you know. Not trying to give you any hints off the top 100 list by any means. So let's continue. Nirvana is a great rock and roll band, and I'm going to put Slash Foo Fighters. Right? Dave Grohl's in both. But Nirvana, to me, great band. Great band. Stone Temple Pilots, great band. Rock and roll. And you might say, Mike, you're staying, you're staying in that grunge music. Yeah, I dug it, man. I dug it. Alice in Chains, great band. A great rock and roll band for sure is Korn. Huge corn fan. And if you've ever been to a corn concert, when their music hits, you talk about bass. Woo. And you leave a corn concert knowing you had been there. So corn, one of my favorite bands. Jane's Addiction, already mentioned, one of my best concerts. One of my favorite bands of all time, two California band, Perry Farrell. Huge Jane's Addiction fan. Okay? 
A good rock and roll band, right? Metallica. I mean, there's no questions asked. Metallica's legit. Some people say the best. They're in my top five rock and roll bands of all time. I'm not putting them in order today. But Metallica legit. One, unbelievable. Yeah, they, they have a nothing else. You can go on and on with Metallica. But I will give you the greatest rock and roll band at the end of this. ACDC, it's the music I come into. Thunderstruck is a great rock and roll band. The Scorpions are a great rock and roll band. Tesla is a great rock and roll band. Now, you know, that's some people may say, Mike, that, that's rock music to me. Def Leppard. Now, what about Loverboy? Remember Loverboy? Do you put them in the rock and roll genre? Right? Everybody listen to them. Foreigner. Does that go rock and roll or is that soft rock? See, there's so many different categories that you ask yourself. Pink Floyd, great rock and roll band. Underrated. There's another underrated, Sal. Rush, great rock and roll band. Underrated. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Sal. Underrated. Yeah, you're, you're going to pick up your CDs today. <laughs> Are those a thing of the past? Man, I used to be so happy to buy a cassette tape. It was $7.99. I had to save up for nine weeks. Let me repeat, nine weeks. $7.99. When I got that $0.99, cent, I realized that it was going to cost me $8.12 because of tax. I said, I'll see you in one more week. He said, well, a lot of new cassettes have come out. I said, I have to have this one. And my first cassette was Morris Day in the Time. Man, we're going down memory lane now. I'd rather go down Penny Lane. Shout out to the Beatles. Do you understand what I'm saying? A cassette was $7.99. How much would it be now? Do they even make them? Does anybody even have a tape recorder or a cassette recorder? What were they called? Man, I'm going to go through all my cassettes, Sal. All of them. I don't know where to play them. I used to have a car up until last year that still took cassettes, and I would play my cassettes in them. Now you're probably wondering how old that car was. 24 years old, so I still had a cassette recorder. And if you're driving around in a car with a cassette with a cassette player, hit up the Instagram, Mike Adams 2.0. I'll give you all my cassettes because you deserve to listen to them. Now, the greatest rock and roll band of all time, Led Zeppelin, great rock and roll band, number two for sure on my list, number two. But the number one greatest rock and roll band, and I want you to go to the Instagram 2.0 and tell me otherwise. The greatest rock and roll band ever is Guns N' Roses. Axl Rose may be the best front man of all time. Of all time. When Welcome to the Jungle hits, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in a movie and it accidentally plays somebody's ringtone. You hear Welcome to the Jungle? 
And all of a sudden, you get fired up. It starts your day. And people forget. Then they did November rain. Right? In the cold November rain. Man. I want somebody to debate. We talked about debates earlier. I want somebody just... Find a way to get a hold of me if I don't know you. If I do know you, call Sal here at the studio and say, I want to debate Mike on the greatest rock and roll band in the history of rock and roll. And whoever you think it is, if you think it's Metallica, I have about 180 facts I could rattle off to you about Guns N' Roses. And don't forget, I'm going to give you one little tidbit. Metallica opened up for Guns N' Roses on that tour, and then Axel decided they were done. He wasn't going to play no more. What does that tell you? On a major bill, Guns N' Roses was closing the show. That means it's kind of like this. They were the main event. At a boxing boxing show, you can go see eight fights prior to the main event. So at that time, you could go see Metallica. They were part of the show, kind of. But they weren't the main event. They became a main event attraction. So don't get it. Again, if we're going to debate, then you got to come in with facts. Just don't tell me, oh, they, they had, they're a cool band. Then we're not, we're not talking. And Sal will let me know if this is going to be a good debate. If you think it's Metallica. Guns and Roses. I can't play that cassette either, so it's a good thing I can go to Spotify and Apple, just like you can go there for this podcast. And because my my uh, Appetite for Destruction cassette, I can't play it anywhere. I don't know if I'll give that one to the to the to the people that I said you can have all my cassettes. You can't have that one. I got to keep it. Music. That's what I enjoy. I like talking about it. Sports and music are what? Synonymous with one another. And that's the beauty of it. But I wanted to talk rock and roll music in this segment. Kind of wanted to leave you off at 57. I said, driving here, I said, do I give him 57 today? And then when I parked, I said, no. Isn't that funny? I drove from one side of town to the other. I said, do I give him 57? I parked and said, no. See, the decision wasn't made hastily. Let me repeat. If someone asks you a question, don't be quick to answer. Absorb it. Now, if it's a simple question like this that we never have an answer for, let's role play. What do you want to eat today? I don't know. What do you want to eat? I'm not sure. What do you think? Like, if you're hungry and you want tacos, go get tacos. Don't debate that. Why do we debate that? That's always a debate, Sal. You get with a group of people, right? You're at a football game, a basketball game. Uh, What are you going to get? I'm going to get nachos. You know what? That sounds good. I was going to get a hot dog, but I'm going to turn it to nachos now. Well, don't do that because I already have nachos that you can share with me. Get a pretzel. Maybe I might want some pretzel. 
See, discuss it first prior to what do you want to eat? I'm not sure. What do you want? Well, I want to ask you. And then if you don't get asked, if you're at a game and, and someone gets up, look, let's role play this. So I'm at a game. I, and if I go to the snack bar, I ain't telling Sal. I ain't telling anybody. I'm just going. I already know what I want. Now, when I come back with my goods, Sal might say, hey, man, that sure does look good. I say, Sal, try it. That's okay. See, that's what friends are for. That's a Dion Warwick song. Remember, that's what friends are for. <coughs> At the end of the day, guys, I want a good debate, Sal. That's what I want. And it doesn't matter the subject. <coughs> if you want to debate any subject matter, if you're a big fan of Monopoly and want to debate why money should be put in the middle, then then I'll, I'll debate it. There's no right or wrong answers in a debate, by the way. So no one's right and no one's wrong. All we're doing is giving you the facts. That's it. See, no one should argue. Let me. You know what, Sal? As of today, arguing that word is never going to be used again. And if it comes up, it was by accident. What a day. Happy 4th of July. Be safe. Have a nice barbecue. Thank you to everybody who participates in the show. Sal behind the glass. Joe Neal, the president. For Alyssa Ryan, Preston, John Michael, go to Apple, Spotify, Podcasts. It's called Mike Adams 2.0 when you put it in the Google search. The second half, there's six more months to 22. And I wish I could tell you some of the guests that we're trying to line up. I wish I could tell them because if I tell you, then you're going to expect it. And you should. But I'm excited for the second half. So can you believe... 18 months of Mike Adams 2.0, right? There's 52 weeks in a year. A half a year is 26. That's 78 weeks. 78 podcasts together, Sal, because we've never missed a week. 78 on ESPN Radio. My name's Mike Adams, Mike Adams 2.0 ESPN Radio, 101.7, the team. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico-owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 1017.